welcome to this exploration of an exciting and potentially revolutionary new propulsion concept that may help accelerate our journey to the stars. Please join us as we discuss scientific concepts in this forum we call Jets in Space. Welcome back to Jets in Space. This is episode 13. We have Dr. Joseph Nachi, and I'm, he's going to pronounce his name for me because um, it's a it's an Austrian name or Hungarian. I think. It's so Hungarian. He will he will tell us how to pronounce his last name. But he is the guru, um, so to speak, of Open Foam, and Open Foam is the the platform, the simulation platform that we are so excited about today to talk about because I I truly believe this will kind of propel. Um, no pun intended, our idea into the next level because, you know, it's a it's simulation, it, it's a fluid dynamics, and this is like the, the kind of bread and butter of what we're trying to do with the concept of internal atmospheric propulsion. So so without further ado, I'm just going to let uh, Joseph introduce himself and if you if you don't mind, uh, a little bit about open foam as well. Of course. Thank you very much. First, thank you for the opportunity to be here. Uh, yeah, so my name is Jozef Nod. Yes, it is Hungarian, but Joseph is just fine. And uh, yes, I, I live in Austria currently. So um, a short introduction is that I studied physics uh, in Vienna at the Vienna University of Technology and then chemical engineering. And during my PhD studies, I came in contact with computational fluid dynamics and simulations and uh, I've been working now with Open Foam since 2009, and with CFD since as a CFD called a computational fluid dynamics since 2005, 2006. So I have a couple of years of experience by now, and yes, I, I have a YouTube channel where I pre prepare uh, tutorials uh, for Open Foam, and I'm also active in the community. Open Foam is a computational fluid dynamics tool. It is an open source tool provided by the comp by a British company, OpenCFD. Since two they have been uh, releasing it since 2004, and it grows every year. It has a large community and also community contribution. And I'm also trying to contribute back as much as possible. I I'm the initiator of a tutorial collection online, and I am also in the committees. Uh, I'm active in the technical committees in the Open Form governance system, and I'm also chief editor at the Open Form Journal. So I try to be active in the community and contribute back, and I also use Open Form in my everyday work. Awesome. I did. I did. I think believe read some of your work in the the medical field. Um, I think you mentioned in the uh, in the article that I read that you're working with um, maybe stroke victims, cerebral vascular type of things in open form. Anu yeah, yeah. Aneurysm, aneurysm yeah. detection is yes my current my main uh, research so scientific research topic uh, with fluid structure interaction. That this is correct. Yes. Out of curiosity, um, have you worked with anyone in the aerospace industry? I know this is the the main gist of what we're working on today, but I'm not too familiar with the open phone community, so to speak. Not myself. So I didn't have the, the pleasure. I'm very happy to now be able to work uh, in, in this direction, but I didn't have the connections in this direction. I, 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 uh, automotive, yes. Chemical, yes. Uh, medicine, yes. But aerospace, no. 
that's okay. No, we can we can be the trailblazers. So um, I'm happy to do that with you. So, but yeah. So um, and, and I I know um, I'm just gonna kind of recap the kind of the the gist of our concept, our our theory in regards to um, how it applies to fluid dynamics for for the audience. But but the basic um, concept is that this is a closed system. There is a finite amount of gas within the closed system. And the propulsion is being generated by compressing that gas, the kind of potential energy from that from that compressed gas, and then releasing it, but not losing the gas to outer space or the atmosphere and kind of letting the gas expand and then recollecting it and then compressing it again in in either a um, a continuous cycle. I've even thought about um, a possibility of it being pulsatile. So it doesn't have to be compression and um, release of that compression in in a, in a continuous cycle. It could be in a pulsatile cycle as well. But yes, this is the, I'm very excited that this is the, we're going to try and simulate this in open foam. Um, we've actually, we have an intern now, as as, um, as Dr. Naji knows, and we're we're going to start working on, I guess the first part of, of our project is going to be like the geometry, uh, setting up the parameters for for where the gas um, is contained, so to speak. So, you know, if um, I'll add this to the show notes and whatnot. So I'm going to try to keep the simulation as simple as possible. Initially, we can make some some modifications down the road, but, um, but you know, cylinder. Cylinders are pretty straightforward. You know, you can put, um, you put gas within a cylinder. You can compress that gas within that cylinder. And then hopefully we can, and I guess I'll ask you about this, Joseph, but do calculations in regards to um the gas pressure within the system is it that's something that is simulated it is color coded from what the the kind of simulations i've seen so like the darker colors are higher pressure and then like the the lighter colors are are lower pressure is that the way the the computer kind of generates the simulation yeah i mean i mean the computer itself generates numbers but it is very difficult to visualize a bunch of uh, millions of numbers so there is a, a right, post-processing right. tool called Paraview, which is also open source that can read in and visualize the picture, uh, the, the, the results. And there, there is a variety of, of different color schemes that you can use to visualize low pressure, high pressure, but also velocity, I don't know, possible temperature changes and so on. So th- th- this is up to the user how to visualize it. But uh, yes, you are correct that there is uh, maybe red until blue and then everything in between is then the pressure value in between. So yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully making that simulation where there's, like we said, the higher pressure at the, you know, the, I guess the nautical term is at the fore of the craft, you know, the, the forward end. And then as the gas is expanding towards the aft se- section of the, the container, then the, the pressure should theoretically be becoming lower as it is exiting the compression chamber and is expanding. Now, just for kind of our planning purposes and whatnot, I think the the greatest challenge we're going to have um, in the simulation is turning the gas around, so to speak. So the, the gas is traveling, if you want to say right to left, or if on an x-axis, you know, in a, from zero to 10 meters aft of the structure. And at some point, we have to turn the gas around 180 degrees and get it back to the, or the forepart of the mechanism. And I think that's going to be the, the biggest challenge, like how do we turn that gas around without causing a lot of undue kind of like a laminar flow issues and things like that. So um, I think that's going to be one of the biggest challenges. And and maybe it's just, you know, um, changing the 
the structure of the container or other other kind of variables like that. But I don't know if you've, you know, with any of the work you've done where you've had to turn the fluid around 180 degrees to get it back to the front. Have you had any simulations like that before? Uh, sure. Not this type, but uh, similar types. So changing the geometry shouldn't be a problem. This is more on the, on the CAD side, CAD side. Uh, but then we can bring in the new geometry. So uh, the, the most work is setting up the first simulation and then uh, creating derived simulation is, simulations is not that big of a deal anymore. Uh, doing changes and geometry changes and maybe a boundary conditions of temperature or whatnot that, that is uh, that, that's then easy. To, to do the setting up the first simulation is usually the mo most work, but uh, I think that this is uh, going to be a compressible flow. So we have to we make sure to model the gas correctly. But I think that we should be well equipped. <laughs> but we'll see about that also. With, uh, I think once we have the geometry and also the, the gas and the gas parameters, then we will see how we can achieve that, what, just, what you just described. Awesome. So um, just for my own education here, so, so when you set up the simulations, do you assume like a normal atmospheric mixture, nitrogen, oxygen, or are we using like other, I don't even know if that comes into the equations in regards to, you know, are you, are you looking at the, because there's are you know certain factors with a gas that it's it's you know ability to be compressed, it's density, things like that, those types of things. I don't is that taken into account in the open foam simulation? You can, but you don't have to. So if you want to assume a mean density or or just a a, a gas density, so the, the not a, a nitrogen oxygen, but just the mean uh, density, then you can do that. But you can also add species to. The, the simulations of that the, there is a part of open foam which can be used for combustion, for example, where species, uh, chemical reaction of species is included. Of course, here, I guess the combustion is not so important, but uh, you can be, you can include uh, individual species if it is important. If you have uh, very large molecules and very small molecules, and then the molecule difference is uh, uh, is important for the density, then you can also do that. But usually, uh, in all normal uh, uh, simulations, it's just air, and then you just assume the density of air, and you don't worry about uh, nitrogen and oxygen. It depends on the problem. We'll see. Okay. That's good. So, yeah, so that's, um, and then, and when you're, I guess this is um, kind of new kind of um, research for me in regards to the kind of resting state inside the container. Are we assuming, and we, because it's a closed container, we could set it at half an atmosphere or whatever the um, international unit equivalent is that um, tor, uh, millibars, whatever you want to call it, but it, there's a resting state pressure within the system that's also set or you can set it higher lower than than like a, a one atmosphere type of situation yeah sure so uh, for compressible flows uh, the absolute pressure can be anything i mean very low pressures are then questionable especially for, for the equation of state uh, but uh, uh, you can use any kind of pressure because it uh, for compressible flows it, it doesn't matter for incompressible flows it would matter uh, because there you have to have uh, a fixed pressure at, at some point. 
but for compressible solvers it's not but on the other hand compressible solvers are also a bit more tricky to handle okay yeah so i hopefully we can just use like a standard kind of derivation for um whatever the, the compressible flow for like a normal atmospheric mm -hmm. mixture well we can always modify because i have had some people ask me if this could be kind of modified for like maybe and i don't know if there's any benefit for changing the gas to something like a like a noble gas like argon or something that would that have any kind of benefit for thrust production or anything like that but that that's something for the future i'm willing to start like you said with the initial simulation and then make modifications down the road which would be easier um so that's great so that i'm glad that we there's so there's so many parameters we can look at for for future derivations of the of the project and whatnot for for other issues in regards to the simulation um because the the kind of factors we're looking at because this is going to be, you know, eventually want to turn this into a prototype. Mm -hmm. Does it take into account, you know, the how much pressure is on the wall of the structure? You know, um, I, I don't think because when you make the when you make the geometry, you're not you're not assuming that, you know, the, the kind of materials used, so to speak. So, you know, but of course we're gonna for for aerospace, you're always looking for weight reduction because you're trying to get the maximum thrust to weight and whatnot. But but when you're making the ge geometry and whatnot, it's the, the container is holding in the gas pretty much, but you're not looking at what type of material is holding in the gas. Is that correct? It also depends on the complexity of the simulation. So usually you are correct. You only take a look at the negative volume of the chamber. So only the, the, the gas volume. And you don't, and you just assume a, a solid wall uh, around it and you don't really care about the material and the thickness and you assume a rigid wall. But if you have a suspicion that it's not a rigid wall or that there is a, some kind of uh, thermal effects through the wall, then you can also add uh, a solid layer and then model the thermodynamics in the solid. And also, uh, in addition, uh, if you uh, want to um, take a look at the, the possible warpage of the wall, there is also a fluid structure interaction library but that's all on the more complex end of the simulation. But but that's also possible. But usually it's just a negative volume, yes. Okay, good. So I'm I'm happy to keep it simple for the time being and then add in complexity as we as we kind of layer the, the research and whatnot. And then another thing that I'm I'm very interested in is um is thrust calculation. I'm not sure if that can be derived. You know, there's there's a finite amount of gas that's being compressed within, you know, like we're we're calling it the compression chamber for the time being. Um, and then the velocity, like you said, can be measured. So, so the thrust can be measured by that, that equation. You know, the the mass of uh, of gas that's being compressed, and then the velocity of that gas as it exits the aperture of the compression chamber. So, theoretically, I could see some thrust calculations. I don't know if that's anything you've ever run into, or yeah, sure. So, in simulations, what you get is pressure value, velocity value, density value and temperature, but temperature is not so important for thrust. But from the, those others, you should be able to derive a certain thrust. And if you're interested on the pressure or the force on a certain wall, then during geometry creation, you already cut out that region as a separate boundary, and then you can calculate the force on that specific region or multiple regions. This, this, this depends then on what you are interested in. So you have to think about what you're interested in in the end already at the beginning. 
and then set up the geometry accordingly. But if we think about the geometry beforehand for a bit longer, and uh, then we should be able to gather a lot of information and down the road. No, that's exactly what um, the types of things we're looking for, you know, thrust calculations. And then in my podcast, in the previous episode, I, I kind of mentioned the sail effect, the, the force of the gas pushing on the back wall of the structure. So those are all the things that we we're definitely interested in. And, and I'm really excited to to try and get this um, simulation under construction. So, so yes, I'm, I'm very excited about um, everything that open foam can do. You know, I've, um, it's definitely the the better way to go because um, I can't really uh, think of any other simulations that are as uh, versatile and, and pardon the pun fluid in regards to you know using. So um, this is a really exciting time for us right now. I, I don't know if you're too familiar with our concept, um, Joseph, but can you see any challenges down the road that we might have in regards to modeling or the, the fluid dynamics in any way? Uh, as long as I uh, so, so I haven't seen the 3D geometry. So uh, this is always uh, a 3D geometry is always a challenge, but uh, I, I don't know. We will have we just have to see. And uh, uh, you, you mentioned the laminar uh, sublayer that, uh, for, for high velocity flows. This is usually a challenge, but I don't know whether uh, whether this is going to be a challenge for us or not. But this could be. And then one of the main challenges for compressible flows is getting the correct material data. So for air, this should be well documented. But once we go to more niche gases, so uh, I don't know, you mentioned argon, <laughs> then we'll have to maybe do a good research and uh, find the good thermodynamic data on those. I hope that there is something out there that we can use, but we'll have to see. Okay. All right. And I'm very interested in, um, like I said, your other research. So we have a little bit of time now. Do you want to talk about a little bit of your own research for our audience? So currently in 2022 and also now 23, I'm in a research project here in Austria, in Upper Austria. It is funded by the Upper Austrian government uh, together with the university here in Linz and also with the neurosurgeons in, uh, in my city where we, and of course, um, a school, uh, another company. Uh, and we are developing a software tool where we can take the CT, measurements, so, so medical imaging data, import it into a graphical user interface, then look for, as I mentioned, those aneurysms so, uh, in the brain, and then just cut out the region of interest around the, the aneurysms, and then set up the inlet surface, the outlet surfaces in the blood vessels around the aneurysms, and then automatically start such a fluid structure interaction in the background so, so, the, so, so that it can be used also by physicians, not just by experts. And then a fluid structure interaction simulation is, is running, and then um, things like the wall shear stress around the wall is calculated or the, the stresses in the wall are calculated, the displacement, the strain is calculated. And what we try to do is we try to derive uh, special parameters. Like if you go to the doctor, your blood count, if, if a, your blood count is needed, then the doctor gets back, uh, it, it, your, your blood is taken, it's being brought to a lab. 
and then a certain list of numbers returns. And so this is something similar what we want to do. So we want to, we don't want to use the blood. We want to use that uh, medical uh, imaging data as input, derive such a list of, of parameters, characteristic parameters, and then see whether those parameters are healthy interval or not. And for that, we are doing hundreds of simulations where we know that the aneurysms are stable, so people, so patients can live with it, live their lives with that, and where we know that patients had uh, had rupture, and, and then what is the difference between those aneurysms? And this software, this GUI, tries to break it down for physicians, for non-experts, and then bring this list of parameters and show whether these numbers are within a reasonable interval or outside. And based on that, then the physicians can make decisions whether the patient can go home and live their life or whether uh, an operation is is required. Oh, that's great. Yes. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So, and then, you know, um, I know that you do a lot of stuff on YouTube. I've seen a lot of your videos. Um, that's, that's a good thing. Um, just want to also let people know that you also have, um, a Patreon kind of website yes. as well. I'm, I'm one of your patrons. So anything that, um, you know, the, the audience can do to kind of support your, your work in open foam, I think is, uh, I encourage that as well. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really happy that you know um I got this re referral from from Yosef Murad and and you know we I was able to connect with you so I want to make a shout out to him as well for um for introducing me to you you know I'm just really looking forward to starting the simulation so um yeah if there's anything else you wanna you know you wanna say and maybe maybe like a couple months down the road maybe June or July when we might have like a simulation we can do like a repeat kind of revisit if you'd like to but um but yeah no thank you for being on the show you know if, if there's anything I can do to to kind of promote your your research I'm happy to do that and um I will have like in the show notes um your your information for your YouTube channel your Patreon um, anything that you need to kind of let people know or how to reach you how to contact you Alrighty. Yeah. So thank you very much for, for the opportunity and I'm happy to come back. So once we have first results, I'm happy to come back and just dis discuss with you the first results there. And yes, so thank you for sharing the information. Every help on Patreon helps. If people are interested in my other research on aneurysm modeling, you can look for uh, ARES, uh, so A-R-E-S, aneurysm risk estimation support and then you can follow the page there we don't spam your linkedin page with uh, a lot of uh, posts but here and there we we post some highlights uh, just to bring out the information there so if you're interested then you can also follow us there awesome i really appreciate your time today and i'm looking forward to collaborating on our on our research as well Thank you for listening to this latest episode of Jets in Space. There are numerous ways that you can help us out. Number one, you can subscribe to this podcast. Number two, you can check out our website, bellinaerospace.com. Number three, you can make a prototype IAP model at home. Number four, you can support us financially on Patreon at patreon backslash Jets in Space. Number five, tell your friends about us and send them to this podcast and our website. Number six, if you have friends and or family who work in the aerospace industry, talk to them about this concept and ask them to check out our materials as well. Number seven, 
Help us find companies who make airtight containers, turbine engines, electric motors, and any manufacturers who may be able to help us move IAP forward. Number eight, I would love to interview aerospace engineers, aerospace enthusiasts, officials at NASA, SpaceX, anyone who can help us move our project forward. Number nine, if you know any investors, venture capitalists, sharks from the shark tank, please send them our way. We will be happy to let them invest in this project. And finally, number 10, as a Catholic Christian, I would also personally greatly appreciate your prayers for this endeavor. Until the next episode, let's dream of the stars. Thank you.